The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We're all jacked up on Mountain Dew, and we got the top 36 wide receivers coming at you like a spider monkey chip. TFA fam, welcome in to another video. It is finally lineup setting season. It is we're no longer talking about mocks and you know busts and sleepers, breakouts, all that stuff. So we have 36 wide receivers we want to get to. We'll talk about a couple other flex options outside of that at the end as well. So we got a lot we want to jump into. Let's just go ahead and get right into it, Kev. The top 12 guys, not a lot of uh, not, not a lot of surprising names here, right? Not a lot of guys we have to go into too far. But to kick things off, you have Adams at one, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, D-Hop, Ridley, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Julio Jones, and Cooper Cup at 12. I have D Hop at one, AJ Brown at two, Calvin Ridley, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin for me at 12. So, like I said, I, I really don't think we have to dive into these top 12 guys too much, but. Who are you excited to see? Who do you have any, you know, back and forth on as you're going through and setting your top 12 wide receivers for the 2021 fantasy football season? Week one. It's here, man. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty simple for me at the top, you know. It felt a lot like my draft rankings uh, that I had because, like, you know, I mean, yeah. Devontae Adams at one, simple, easy, you know. Uh, you know, he's going to see a ton of targets. Nothing's really changed there. Tyree Kill is Tyree Kill. I mean, so really deserves conversation here. For me, I think it comes down to a couple of guys, like for this week anyways, in terms of our water school. Uh, A.J. Brown. Absolutely love him this week. I could have had him higher. I think you have him much higher than me. I believe you have him at two, right? Correct. Yes. And so – I love that because I think this is a great matchup. Like, listen, I love this game. Uh, this the Tennessee Arizona yep. game has the makings to be uh, one of the top uh, one of the top scoring games on the entire slate of games this weekend. And so I love AJ Brown. I also have Julio Jones as a wide receiver one this week, which you know you got to take you got to get all of the Julio Jones in early as, as much as you possibly can because you don't know when a soft tissue injury is going to come up for him. But I love this matchup. There's nobody in this this Arizona secondary that, that, that can stop either one of these two. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot this week. And so for me, it's pretty simple uh, w w with these two. Like, I, I think you, you definitely are playing them. You're definitely starting them. You know, the rest of it, it was pretty simple for me. I mean, Cooper Cup, I have him higher than consensus. I know. I think most people have Robert Woods ahead of him. But I just think this is a great matchup for him uh, going against Chicago. That's kind of where I stand with these guys. Like, I don't think there's a lot of fluff with, with this with this top 11 or with the top 12 guys, right? You drafted them to be that. You're playing them as that. They, they are ballers every single week. There's no matchups, at least here, that really stand out to me that I'm, like, overly worried about. Um, and then I'm like, oh, man, we might have to be worried about this with this guy. So we'll get some more of that when we get to the water super twos. Yeah, I honestly don't have anything to, to add. I, I do feel like I could have put some of the, the, the Cowboy receivers, you know, up here in, in this range as well. 
Obviously, I have both Tampa Bay receivers with Evans and Godwin at the bottom of my wide receiver one ranks. But like I said, if uh, if you did not see the quarterback tight end ranking video we did, I have Brady at one this week because I think he just absolutely just like like a like a hot knife through butter just decimates this uh, Cowboys secondary. So why don't we go ahead and just jump into the wide receiver two rankings where we might have a little bit more discussion. The aforementioned Mike Evans you have leading off at 13, followed by DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper all the way down to 23. I don't know, baby, what is you doing? Odell Beckham at 24. And then I have Cooper up at 13, C.D. Lamb, Julio Jones at 15, D.J. Moore, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, Odell Beckham at 22, Devonta Smith at 23 for me, and Juju Smith-Schuster at 24. So go ahead and go through uh, some of these wide receiver twos, Kev. And also, I need you to tell me, uh, why do you hate Amari Cooper so much? Uh, we'll get to that, but let's, let's just start things Ooh. off here, okay? DJ Moore at 14, I feel like that's easy. Going against the Jets, you know, Jets secondary is yeah. still trash. I, I think DJ Moore and both Robbie Anderson are viable options. I'm going to wait and see on Terrace Marshall. You know, I, I love Terrace Marshall. I actually have Terrace Marshall as a, as a flex option if you wanted to play him, but I just don't think you're probably going to need to at this point. Give it a couple of weeks. Let's see how this thing plays out before we stick Terrace Marshall in our lineups. Well, once you get past them, you know, Allen Robinson, I probably, you know, I have him at 15. I'm not, I don't think that's that low. I don't love this matchup, especially for Andy and that's what I'm most worried, concerned with. I mean, we could be seeing this team get boat raced this week against against the Rams, and we and we're already talking about when is Justin Fields going to be inserted into the lineup. So I just don't love this matchup for the Bears, and I don't. So so for me, I have Allen Robinson a little bit lower. Um, you know, past that, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans were, were kind of tough because you know, listen, I, like I, like as much as we've talked about, I think how great this matchup is. I'm just concerned with the the play volume here, and really, let's get to the the Cowboys guys, right? The reason I have Amari Cooper where I have him because I do think there's some concern here, at least early on in the season. Uh, one, Dak hasn't really played a whole lot. He's coming off that major injury, but he, he missed all that time, all of camp and all of preseason to really you know kind of get, get the rust knocked off. We're talking about a player that hasn't played since, what, week five of last year, and then he didn't really get much opportunity to do, to do anything in training camp because he was hurt with a shoulder injury and everything else. And so I, I just think there's a concern here with this offense, at least for week one. I'm not, you're not sitting Amari Cooper, but I'm just not as high on him uh, for this week just because I don't know what to really expect here from this offense week one, right? I think this could be a, a little bit of a disaster where we're talking about next week about how this offense looks. And so, but I just think we need to give this team, uh, this offense a little bit of time. And this isn't a great matchup. Listen, you're playing, you know, Thursday night game, first game of the year. The Bucs are defending Super Bowl champs. They're going to be coming to make a statement uh, you know, against the Cowboys. And so I just think this could go a little bit sideways for this Cowboys offense. So I'm a little bit lower. Now, uh, you know, and then from there, listen, I said everything I had to say about, about you know, about Joe Burrow and the quarterback video where I'm not nearly as high on him. But I do like tight T. Higgins this week. Um, this secondary for the the Vikings is uh, okay at best, and you know they did add Rashad Breeland over the offseason, who can definitely be had deep. And then you also have uh, they added Patrick Peterson as well in this. But th- we're talking about a very veteran heavy secondary, but both of them uh, can be had. So I do like T Higgins. If I'm going to start a Bengal wide receiver this week, it's going to be T Higgins. I think he's locked in. I think it's going to be a Tyler Boyd week just because I think this defensive line is going to get after the Bengals offensive line. If it is as 
I don't want to say as bad, but if it's as serious as the reports were coming out with Joe Burrow not being comfortable with that knee yet, he's not going to be holding on to the ball. I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon underneath and just getting that ball out of his hands. And I, I don't think he's going to have the time to let uh, let those kind of plays develop down downfield either. And then if if Jamar Chase, you want know, to talk about the mental side of it, if he can't get over his you know his hiccups. With, uh, with dropping the ball either. It could be a very long day for that Bengals offense. Other than that, I think Ayuk is somebody who, you know, let's let's pay attention to the hamstring. We talked about this in the quarterback video. If I think if there's, like, any, like, hesitancy with that hamstring at all, I, I think we see San Fran just hold him out. We saw Ayuk, you know, deal with some injuries last year, that entire 49ers offense. So I don't think there's going to be any reason for them, especially going up against Detroit, to rush him in there. So if he's not in, obviously Debo Samuel, uh, you know, who's healthy right now, he's going to shoot up. But Ayuk is someone who I could have a little bit higher because I love that matchup. And then other than that, uh, I'm with you on having Cooper Cup ahead of Robert Woods. Chicago did have the the rookie cornerback last year whose name is escaping me, uh, Johnson, I think, who played really well. So if Robert Woods is going to get him on the outside – Cooper Cup is going to be freed up in the slot. So I, I, I'm i with you there. And obviously, you know, I have Woods down here around where you have him as well. And then Devonta Smith, you know, again, uh, with the quarterback video, we, we talked about this matchup a lot already. We talked about with the running back video as well. But I think Devonta Smith is in for a really nice day going up against that defense. I think we see a lot of points scored because I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played on either side at that matchup. And then Juju Smith-Schuster up here at 24 for me. Uh, the slot is where you, at least last year, and that's all we have to go off of right now, but the slot is how you attack that Bills defense. So I think it's going to be a, you know, much like I said, it's going to be a Tyler Boyd game for the Bengals. I think it's going to be a Juju game for the Steelers. I I'm glad to see that we're both kind of on the same page with Odell Beckham. That's a game we both really like as well. Other than that, um, I, I don't think that there's too much more to talk about. Are you ready to go over the wide receiver threes? Let's do it! Yeah! Wide receiver threes. You're kicking off with the guy we just talked about, Devonta Smith. You have Jerry Judy at 26. Adam Thielen, Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool, Corey Davis, LaVisca Chenault, Kenny Galladay, Juju down at 33 for you. Robert, Robbie Anderson, who you talked about earlier at 34. Debo Samuel and then Marquise Brown at 36. I have a T. Higgins at 25, Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Jamar Chase, Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Jarvis Landry at 36. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now this is kind of the, the point where we get where there's like, I went back and forth on a lot of these guys. I'll be honest. I had, this is probably the the hardest group for me for ranking. Like they, they were just a bunch of guys I wanted to have higher, wanted to have lower. There's a, a slew of guys after 36 who I'm also interested in. 
So, Kev, uh, your, your wide receiver threes here, how did you parse this out? Uh, who are you excited to see? Who are you unsure of? Talk to me about some of these guys from 25 to 36. Yeah, well, starting out with Devontae Smith, I just, like, you know, we've already talked about, I love this matchup. So um, if I'm going to have Jalen Hurts at four, I got to take some pass catchers with them, and I think Devontae Smith is that guy. And so I like Devontae Smith in this matchup. Jerry Judy, listen, he's going to avoid James Bradbury, which is a problem because he's one of the best corners in the league, very underrated corner. And I think that is who Cortland Sutton is going to be seeing in this matchup. And so that's why I have Jerry Judy. He's going to play a lot in the slot. And so I, I think Jerry Judy's going to see a lot of targets in this matchup against the Giants. Michael Pittman, I have at 28. You know, he is somebody that I have beat the drum for all offseason. I think that he, you know, starts off right things off right. And I think he's the wide receiver one for the Colts. And I, I like this match. Seattle secondary is is hot garbage. And I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to have a lot of problems getting pressure on Carson Wentz, especially with this offensive line that the, the Colts have. And so um, I like Michael Pittman. I also like Paris Campbell well ahead of what this has him. I don't have him as a top 36 guy, but I definitely have him as a player who should be looking at. That, um, that you know, if you you know, are in a pinch, but again, we're not really there yet. It's week one. You really, it's not a guy you have. You need to be starting week one, but it is a good matchup for Paris Campbell um, as well. You know, Corey Davis, I have in here as well. You know, I think that this this Jets offense is going to be a fun offense this year. I like Zach Wilson, and I think Corey Davis is especially early on is going to be the guy who's going to get to see the most targets. It looks like we're going to have to wait and see with Jameson Crowder because Jameson Crowder got put on the COVID list. He may not be clear time for week one if he's not then I think it just kind of consolidates things more where you have uh, really we're looking at Corey Davis, uh, Keelan Cole for the brand, and um, Elijah Moore in the slot. And then really, I mean, they have Tyler Croft at tight end, right, or at tight end. So I think Corey Davis sees a lot of targets here in this game, probably 10 Ten plus targets, I think, is well in the range of possibility for Corey Davis in this matchup against the Panthers. And a game that I think could actually have a lot of uh, a lot of high scoring potential because these are two teams that really don't really have much in, in terms of a defense. So I like Corey Davis. Um, I think he's definitely in play as a wide receiver three slash flex option. Most people aren't probably have him as as their flex, and I think you definitely want to fire him up in this matchup. Um, some of the other guys that I Lavisca Chanel. Listen, if we if if I think we both yeah. have Trevor Lawrence as top fifteen, you have to have some Jaguars wide receivers then inside your top you know inside your top thirty six for that to even make sense because what, what else is going to happen here? Like somebody he has to take somebody with him, and so I definitely think it's Lavisca Chanel. I think you see the manufacture touches for him. And I think he breaks out in a big way this year. So I like LaVisca Chenault as a top 36 option. I also ha actually have DJ Shark right outside of my top 36. I have him at 38. So as far as the rest of my my rankings are concerned, I, Kenny Galladay, I just don't know what to do with him. You know, like he's had all these soft tissue injuries. Like it's kind of went back and forth. It sounds like he's going to play, you know, this week. But like I, I just don't know, especially for a guy who's had as many injuries as he had and soft tissues injuries. I mean, he could play. He could play the first quarter and you know get knocked out with another soft tissue injury. I just don't feel confident in playing him right now. But you know, I think if you have him, you're probably going to have to start him because you probably drafted him. And I don't know if you have another option that's going to be better than him. But I would be concerned. And so that's all I'm going to say about him. And then from there. You know, Marquise Brown, listen, we already talked about how many how many weapons they're going to have. I've said how bad this Raiders secondary is going to be. And so I do think Marquise Brown sees a lot of targets. And I think he's uh, at least a few deep targets. And I think that we see them connect on one. I think he is the most viable option this week in terms of a Ravens pass catcher that you're going to want to play, not named Mark Andrews. And so I like Marquise Brown, you know, as that guy. Uh, once you get past that, uh, I guess we'll talk about that. But, you know, for you, are there any other wide receiver threes that, like, that 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 you, that you like or you don't really know what to do with having Jerry Judy down thirty five was definitely an oversight on on my part. I, I should have him higher, but this he just must have been someone that I, I skipped over when I was playing with my 
playing with my rank. So I, I, I do like him a bit higher than where I have him at 35. But other than that, you know, we, we already talked about some of these guys. Like I said, Tyler Boyd, I think it's peppered with with targets in this matchup. Uh, outside of that, I, I think we can move on to some of the guys who we have outside of the of the 36. You were already mentioned some of these guys, you know, with 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 LaVisca Chenault. I have him there. Michael Gallup, I think, is 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 in play. If you have him, I think you can fire him up as a as a nice flex option. Uh, Marvin Jones, you were talking about LaVisca Chenault. I, I really like Marvin Jones this year. Who are some of the the other guys outside the top 36 that, you know, that, that you're interested in or you're, you might be giving a nod to in terms of a, uh, a flex play, especially if you have two flex spots in your leagues? Uh, Russell Gage, uh, definitely. Not very widely only rostered. Like, I think it was 36% of leagues. That should be much higher. Uh, he's he's going to be the number two wide receiver in this offense, probably number three in targets. We love this matchup. We love this game. I, I don't. I, I think Russell Gage does make some sense as a guy that you can play as a flex. Antonio Brown, you know, um, I think that he's definitely in play. He's kind of the forgotten guy in this offense. It's all been about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But I think I think Antonio Brown is going to be a guy on a weekly basis. It's going to see somewhere in the range of, you know, six to eight targets every single week. And I think he's a weekly flex option. I think this is a great matchup for him. And so I like Antonio Brown. You know, Mike Williams, I think, is uh, could be in play, you know, as kind of a flex option if you if you wanted to. Again, I already kind of talked about this game. Don't absolutely love it. But uh, Jacoby Myers I, is definitely a guy that I think you could play this week. Now, I will say Miami secondary is very good. And so – you know, trusting that this 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 first week, you know, with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and you know what they have there in that secondary, uh, you know, it it is a tall task, especially for a rookie quarterback. So I don't feel as comfortable playing him again. Another guy that you know we, we kind of talked about with the waivers and like Marquez Callaway is kind of in the same light, somebody that we all love in terms of you know the uh, offseason sleepers and guys that we think could be a real breakout candidate. However, I would temper my expectations with this matchup against Miami just because the secondary is so good. And so while I like Jacoby Myers, I just don't feel comfortable enough to throw him in my lineup this week in this matchup. But in future weeks, you definitely will. Marquez Callaway is the same thing for me. Green Bay, we're talking about, you know. Can't do it. I don't think – here's the thing. I, I I find it very little to no chance that Jair Alexander is going to shadow Marquez Callaway. He's not that guy. He's not that player. I think they probably just play sides in this game, which is a lot of what what, what uh, Jair Alexander did last year. He didn't really shadow a whole lot. Do I think that that's what they do with him this week? I don't think they're going to shadow Marquez Callaway. Um, and so I definitely think there's going to be some opportunities there because the other corners aren't nearly as good as what Jair Alexander is. Still a good defense, still a good secondary, but – uh, not on the level of Jair Alexander. So I think there's going to be some opportunities there. I think if you absolutely had to play him, I think you could. Um, I just wouldn't play him with any re- relative confidence this week just because it's not a great matchup. And now it's kind of they're on the road. They're not playing at home because of you know the hurricane that happened there, which throws everything off. And so I, I would just avoid playing Marquez Callaway. But again, people get people after week one overreact and they, and they all of a sudden, whatever happens they thought was going to happen to this guy, they drafted who they thought was going to be a sleeper or whatever. And they don't fire people automatically drop them. Don't do it. Marquez Callaway, Jacoby Myers, guys like this, Brian Edwards is another guy that we all really like. Uh, I'm really interested to see how the Raiders handle Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, you know, especially against this Ravens, you know, but the Ravens secondary is also really good. You know, I would, I would not feel great about that either, but like these are the guys, like the guys you drafted as kind of these late round guys, temper expectations. Don't just go drop them after one week just because they didn't fire, uh, you know, week one. Like it, it's definitely going to happen. 
Just hold on to them. Wait for some better matchups because all of these guys really have some not great matchups, at least starting out for, for this first week. But I think moving forward, I think the, these guys are, are viable options. The other guy uh, I did want to mention, though, I don't mind playing Randall Cobb this week as a flex. You know, going against New Orleans, like I said, their secondary is not nearly as what it was last year. They lost to Norris Jenkins. I don't really mind playing Randall Cobb. I, I think he could be a guy who sees five to seven targets, you know, and depending on, you know, if he can find the end zone, I think Randall Cobb is an interesting play this week. The last ones that I will throw out here, Paris Campbell, I think is definitely in play going up against Seattle, especially now with T.Y. Hilton hitting IR for the first few weeks. I think he's someone who, hey, he's healthy, play him while you can. But before that goes sideways, I think he's someone, and someone I don't think you necessarily have to play, but someone I'm really interested in seeing how he's used and how he fares. It's a game we've already talked about a bunch, but that is Rondell Moore. I'm really interested to see how he does in this matchup and how they use him because, I mean, that's a weak secondary to begin with. I mean, you have Janoris Jenkins on one side, Christian Fulton on the other, but I don't know who their slot guy is going to be, and they definitely don't have anybody that can match up with Rondell Moore in terms of what he can do, you know, athletically and after the catch and all that. So I'm really interested to see how uh, he is used, especially in this matchup. It would not surprise me if he kind of springs loose for a couple long gains, maybe finds uh, finds the end zone. So, other than that, I, I think uh, that that's that's really about it. Sammy Watkins, I, I don't think you have to play, but if the reports are true that he was by far the best wide receiver that they had throughout the entire camp, you know, outside of Bateman, but obviously he's not going to be playing. That Raiders secondary is trash. Their front seven is much improved, but their their secondary leaves a lot to be desired. So, if you have him again, he's healthy. Play him while you can, if uh, you know, especially if you're like in a start three wide receiver, and then like maybe like a two flex. If you're in a deeper league like that, I think you could get away with playing Sammy Watkins in this matchup. I was surprised to see that their over under on that game was either fifty and a half or fifty one and a half. I'm going to be taking the under personally, but uh, you know, if if Vegas is close to being right on that one. I think you're going to want to have some of those extra pieces in that game. That is going to wrap things up. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button, like, leave a leave a comment. If you have any questions, do it here. Jump in the Discord. There's no reason for you guys for your questions to go unanswered. Same thing with last year. We are going to be committed to answering every single one of them. No question goes unanswered from TFA this year. So please be sure to jump in, ask your questions, and we will see you guys on the next one.